The Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monorail coming to you live once again from the Passholder Lounge and also Spaceship Earth. Look at her. Look at her behind me. She is the moment. She is beautiful. Have you all seen the Rainbow Connection video? I Last year, I saw it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, as part of the Festival of the Arts, they're doing a special light show to Rainbow Connection on Spaceship Earth. Last year, I saw it in person. And this is the kind of nerd I am, but hashtag Save the Muppets. It made me cry. I, I had big man-baby tears because... I love the Muppets so much. I love Spaceship Earth so much. And I thought it was just beautiful. It was it was so nice. May, I don't know. Maybe I'd had a few drinks at World Showcase. That doesn't sound like me, but it's possible. Well, thank you all for coming once again. I'm so excited. I'm so sappy. That's an accurate statement, but I'm so excited that you're here. I've got a very, very special guest joining me tonight. But first, down to some business that we have to take care of. Number one... We have a Facebook group now, a Passholder Lounge Facebook com community that I know a lot of people have joined over the, just the last week. Uh, if you if you need to, to look that up, if you're interested in joining, it's the Passholder Lounge. You can find me. Go to Facebook, search for the Passholder Lounge, look for my beautiful, I think it's the purple icon that I used. You can join. Uh, soon it will be multitudes. Get in early while you can and be you can be all, uh, you know, um, cool about it and be like I was there first you can be hipster about it um, the other thing is we have a discord community now and it's gaining people by the day as well I think that the link that I have discord on my link tree expires so I'm gonna have to update that but there's a, a there'll be a link to it everywhere I'll, I'll update the link tree I'll put it in the Facebook I'll put it on you know wherever I need to put it so you guys can find the discord and uh, and we're chatting and having a good time in there all week long, not just here live in the Passholder Lounge. But uh, those are the two big things. Last thing before we get into the show, as you know, I like to play a little pass password game, a Passholder password game as the show goes on. If my guest tonight says the password, I have to take a shot. And look at this shot glass that I got here. This is a special Epcot uh, Mexico World Showcase Pavilion shot glass, and, and, it, and it's full, appropriately, of blackberry moonshine not from mexico but it is part of the moonshine sour that you can get in america so america um and that if all all my guest has to say is the password tonight and i'll have to take that shot so uh no jeff that is not a clue that is not a clue to what the password is You're, it, it's going to be tied into what i'm talking about with my guests and i'm going to introduce him right now ladies and gentlemen you know him you love him you might love his co-host even more because she's a little bit cuter, but he's pretty cute himself. Welcome to the show, Jeremy from Main Street Magic. Jeremy, how is it going, sir? It is wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so super excited to be here and live. I'm a little bit nervous, honestly. I don't, no. I don't do a lot of live stuff like this, man. This is great. You know, sometimes when I get nervous, I put my hands in my armpits and I smell like this. Smells well, good. That's the only way to do it. It's, the only <laughs> it's a little SNL reference for yes, my SNL yes. fans out there. I love it. Um, but Jeremy, I, I'm so excited to have you. You know, um, you were you were part of the Passholder Lounge before we moved to the live format. And when I talked to you about like the the direction the show was going, and this was something that I wanted to do, you were like, "You got to get me on there. That sounds like a good time." Yeah. 
And so I was like, of course, I'm never going to turn down a chance to hang out with you, Jeremy. And, and, and so I'm so happy you're here. We miss Rhonda, of course. Yes. But no, we're, we're going to have guys night tonight. There so, we go. Uh, <laughs> with all the guys and gals in the chat. I love and, it. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy, as I mentioned, you have a show called Main Street Magic. You're doing all kinds of things. And this past weekend was a huge weekend. For the Main Street Magic community, can you tell me a little bit about this event that we just had this past weekend? Yeah, so it is uh, the Main Street 16 Challenge Weekend. This was our second annual uh, Challenge Weekend, and all of it's to benefit Give Kids the World, um, who we love down there in Central Florida area, who is bringing wishes to uh, kids and families with critical illnesses. And this, yeah, kind of just sparked uh actually one year ago it was february of 2022 that we kind of had the idea for this um and pulled off the first one in two months and it was pretty good and then we're like all right now we've got 10 months you know did it just february this past weekend of this year um and it consists of a lot of things one is uh getting the disney community all together down in the walt disney world area uh for an entire weekend um, there was a live, uh, trivia and podcast recording on Friday, but the big event is Saturday's 16 ride challenge through all four parks. So four parks, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Four parks, four rides in each park, uh, adds up to that 16. Um, and there, there's, yeah, we, some, we don't uh, do, some I was rides. promised, I was promised there would be no math, Jeremy. That, I've got it. I had to have everything on another screen over here to the <laughs> left. If I have to refer to any sort of numbers or notes, because otherwise my head will explode, but. Um, no, it's, it's been great. And we had a huge turnout this past weekend um, over the past. So again, we had the first run in um, April of 2022. We just had this one last weekend over those two. Uh, we've raised over $21,000 for Give Kids the World, which has just been awesome. It's unbelievable. Um, and, yeah. and, and it's just it's been cool to see uh, the community and everybody come together, whether it's just been you know, uh, just sharing about it or talking about it or being able to donate or actually being there in person to, you know, actually doing the 16 rides. Um, any of that is a huge benefit and a huge help. Like you don't, you don't have to be there to participate. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, we ran into you, which you was did. wonderful. You did. I, I happened to be there. So yeah. And it, this was one of those sort of like Mia culpa type situations because you had reached out to me prior to the event. Um, and we talked about me potentially joining a team and participating, but I, you know, this was a weekend I looked back on and I was like, as I was looking ahead at the time and I said, you know, I've got like the, the, every weekend around there planned. I've got so many things going on, I'm going to a, a wedding. I'm going to be going to Tennessee doing all this stuff. And I was like, I'm, I've kind of been setting that si aside that weekend so I could hang out with May because I didn't know if I'd have a lot of time. So at the time, I was like, I don't think I can do it. And then the night before the big event, I was talking with May. I was like, hey, so we're going to go, you know, we're going to go do some things tomorrow, hang out. And she was like, you know, I think I'd, I'd rather just stay home tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, wait, so you're like opting out of the whole thing. Um, so it ended up that I had some friends who were going to be in Hollywood studios. I didn't know my a bunch more of my friends were going to be in Hollywood studios. And, and yeah, I ended up being there and what, but perfect timing. I got to, to yeah. meet up with you and your crew and I got the great honor of marking off the t-shirt 
for the rides that you completed in Hollywood Studios. I yes. I was very honored to do it. And I love the picture that you got of that because it looks like I'm signing autographs. It and does. So it's so good. I'm going to tell people that's what was happening. They were recognizing me in the park. I'm signing that Justin Monorail autograph on the back of shirts. I'm happy to do it if anybody wants me to. Oh, Just let yeah. me know. Next time I'll get the full autograph. Well, two two things I'll go over real quick, and I'm sure we'll yeah. cover more as far as like planning an event like this. Yeah. Um, one is it is so hard to plan the the timing of it. Sure. Um, and and that's one of the things we we looked at when we switched it from April to February, and now we're going to look at it again. Number two is if you're going to supply every team with white t-shirts and a uh, red marker, don't save any sort of money by not getting sharpies <laughs> because I went for the 30 count red permanent marker on Amazon uh, just so we could divvy them out. I don't know. It was like 1299 or something for 30 of them. And I went to wash my shirt and that, that whole back of my shirt now. Oh, red, and I had to no. throw it straight in the garbage. So I've only had one other person from the challenge weekend text me so far and say, Hey, my shirt's ruined, but I assume I'm going to get plenty more. Um, so yeah, don't hold out on the sharpies. And in fact, next year, maybe if sharpies listening, sponsorship sharpie would be, would be absolutely wonderful well, let's um, manifest it sharpie you got to sponsor the main street 16 challenge next year you got to do it going on and, my whiteboard yeah if you don't then obviously you hate children and you hate and, making yeah. magic and t-shirts and t-shirts because yeah you want to ruin more t-shirts yeah. yeah so i, um, I thought that was funny but. Well, I wanted to I wanted to tee that up first because as I like to do on this show, I like to I like to toast things and and Jeremy tonight I just want to toast you because what an amazing event and raising over the last two events over twenty thousand dollars for Give Kids the World Village what a great cause congratulations and and here's Thank to you. you sir well yeah. to you as well and this is you know this is such a huge team effort too um, so you know it was it was. An idea that I, I had just in general, the only idea I had was, hey, could we raise money? Yeah. But that was basically where it stopped. And everybody else who's been so cool to get involved, I feel like, is who really came up. Um, Gary Fernando, who's become one of my great friends over the past year, who's one of the guys that does all those these crazy challenges in the park, like the every ride challenges and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's the one who came up with the 16 ride challenge idea over my love of March Madness. Nice. Um, so that's where that spawned from. So it's been cool to have, you know... Uh, all these people behind us. You certainly can't do it alone. Oh, I mean, no. so that, that part's been just awesome. And yeah, hopefully next year we can make it bigger and better, get more folks involved. Um, and yeah, really blow this thing out of the water, but yeah, give kids the world's just unbelievable. Such yeah. a, such a cool organization. It really is. It's, it's one that I have been happy to donate to in the past. And, and it, it is such a, a great organization doing great things for families that, that really need something to smile about. So yeah. I mean, I and and if you've ever been down to the Give Kids the World Village, it is wow. amazing. It's so great. Like I, it really is a a, a magical place, and I can just yeah. imagine a kid, you know, getting getting a chance to go stay there and getting tickets to the parks and everything that they do for those families. It's got to be an unforgettable thing for for some kids who really deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it, that gives me chills every time I think about it because we got to tour it Friday morning. Well, I'd never been to the village, um, and so we had a group um of vips because it just sounds really cool when you say vip <laughs> for anything uh from our friday event and I, I was, there was probably like 14 15 of us um that got to go do a tour with omar from give kids the world and he showed us all around and told us all these incredible stories um and yeah there's barely a dry eye in the house but i, I just i didn't know like 
that it was this giant complex. Like it was really its own, you know, entire resort and kind of almost theme park. Like it was so cool to see. And we're already talking about, can we go down, you know, our oldest is 15 now and she's going to need some hours volunteering for things like college. And Rhonda and I were like, can we go down for like a whole weekend and just volunteer and, and work there for a weekend? Because that would be super cool. Yeah. Um, so I think I might scoop ice cream or something. That'd be right up my alley. It doesn't take really any kind of hard work or brain power. So I think I can pull that off. Uh, just make sure you're not scooping too much of that in your mouth, man. You you got you got 16 ride challenges to complete. Oh, you, can't, boy. you can't be gaining weight. Plus, by the way, another cheers to you on, on the efforts. You've been losing weight. You're looking great. You're looking you. fit and slim. You too, sir. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you too. that. This is just a night of compliments. Both of us. Just, yeah, we can both say we look wonderful. By the way, chat, you oh, all look funny. wonderful too. You're losing weight. You look beautiful. I'm proud of every one of you in the chat. I, I would say your names individually, but that would be the whole show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, by the way, I want to ask you, do you have, I'm drinking, uh, I didn't, I didn't say, uh, necessarily on the show just yet, but I'm having this, it's a local beer. It's a Florida Avenue brewing company, passion of the Heights, tropical wheat ale that my lovely girlfriend, Casey purchased for me. It's very delicious. Nice. So, um, you, do you have anything special in your glass over there? So, um, hopefully I won't get kicked out, but after this past weekend's festivities and events, uh, I'm taking a break this week. Um, from the libation. So I actually have a uh, caffeine-free Diet Coke, which is just a step uh, less boring than, than I think, room <laughs> temperature tap water. Um, but got to get prepared for Super Bowl weekend. And um, yeah, next I promise next time I'll plan better when I come on here. Well, you're you getting booed by Landon in the beverage. chat right now. Oh, I, bet. I bet. Big boo from Landos. Um we recently, you and I were discussing the fact that we've, we have over the last couple of years gained a, a mutual appreciation for old fashions and Manhattans. Yes. Like yes. this is some, so I think next time we both have to, we're going to have to mix up something like that. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and we can, we can toast that way. Yeah. But, that's my new go-to that I order anywhere now. I'll just, I'll start the night with an old fashioned or something like whiskey or bourbon based. And I'm starting to come around to it and enjoy it. I mean, I, I'll, make <laughs> them, I'll make them at home and like, I, I it's it, cause I like, it's a good sipping drink. Like you can just sip and enjoy and you feel like Ron Burgundy, like who doesn't like oh, yeah. that? Like yeah. I'm going to get mahogany all over the house now because That's right. Get that scotch down into your belly. Oh, you got to yeah. do it. So good. <laughs> it's like a warm hug for your stomach. It, it, it really, so really is. Olaf would be proud. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that no, next time, but, but no, no judgment at all. You know, I always like to say, um, that as long as you're drinking something you enjoy, that's, that's really the only requirement, even if it's water. I think, uh, both Marissa and Natalie were doing a, a water the night that they were on the show. So, yeah. uh, then it's just, you know, me being the lush over here, having, having beers on a Tuesday night. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of other folks that are, they're in the chat doing the same. Oh, yeah, that might be true. <laughs> I, we even, Ron and I got fancy with the water intake and we got these hydrate bottles oh, yeah. um, that are Bluetooth enabled and will yell at you if you're not drinking enough water during the day. Oh, I don't um, need that. So we've got this like by our side all the time and we, I don't know, I'm on some ridiculous streak. You're supposed to drink like a, what is it? I think it is around half an ounce for every pound that you weigh or something like that. Like I'm supposed to drink like 95 to 100 ounces a day. Um, it's a lot. You basically just pee all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Really no, doesn't. I don't know. Doing anything else? I don't know. 
That I know. So let me uh, let me address something for those people who might be following me on social media, because I have been posting that I'm getting back in the gym and and uh, a portion of what I like to do in the gym. I spend a lot of time doing cardio. I am not training for a race, people. I'm not. That's no, not man. what's happening. Not interested. Not doing it. But when I do start getting back in there, I am. I do drink a lot more water. So I get it. Like I'm, you know, constantly that and, you know, you mix that with the fact that I drink my weight and coffee on a daily basis. And I'm yeah, yeah, pretty much uh back and forth. I get a lot of steps in just going to the restroom all day. Oh long. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that big time. So you, I, I was so you drink just regular coffee all day? Like coffee and water. Day? That's well, I, I I'll start the day with a coffee and then and then I switch to water and then I do I I am now doing decaf after lunch. Oh, so okay. yeah. I've switched to decaf after lunch and that but I do have one because it's just like a thing. Um, I feel like I need to do it. And then I, and then I have water the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm probably now your most boring guest ever because I switched to all, I like cut out caffeine almost a year ago. So now I do decaf coffee every morning, but I find that I'll actually like can drink it all day. Like I almost made one right before I sat down here Yeah. and I was like, no, I got my new diet caffeine free Coke, but it was just one of those things. I just decided, I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool. What if I just stopped drinking caffeine? Like not any real reason. I just, I get weird about stuff where I'm like, I could try and do that. And then you get kind of gung ho about it. And I'm sure I've had caffeine in the past year, just not like yeah. on purpose. Yeah. There's been oh, a couple I have it on the nice teas that have come my way. So <laughs> they've got a little, little smidgen in there. I can't, I just can't help myself. I, I love coffee so much and, and I do need that little bit of kick in the morning, yeah. but, but I've cut back a lot. I, I definitely, for me, I feel like, and I'm not trying to, to be a fitness coach or, or a diet coach for anybody, but when it comes to like cutting things out, at least for me, I feel like it doesn't work. Like, so what works better for me is to just moderate. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I've noticed, like if I'm doing my uh, food journaling, like I should be doing, um, then what I will do is um, instead of like, say, cutting out carbs completely, I just, yeah. I just basically, I, I minimize that. But then the weekend, I don't worry about it so much. Yep. And I, That's and I just have like, whatever. Yeah. Um and I don't, I don't go overboard and just like hit the buffet, you know, nonstop, but, but I will like have cheat days on the weekends and, and it works for me. I, I know that probably wouldn't work for everybody, but I just, I've it's always, about, though. it's yeah. about whatever works for you. That's I always worry. I always worry about just like trying to make something like uh, off limits. Like to me, that's just a, that's a dangerous thing, at least for me. Cause I'm like, then it's just a temptation all the time. Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Well, there's, we're the, we're the same way. We're like, look, if we'll, We'll moderate and we'll cut some things during the week, but when you get down to Disney, like we're just gonna have a good time. We're gonna eat yeah. whatever we want. There you and go. And then and then it's great too because it doesn't make you feel like junk. You know, you cut something out for a year and then you decide to eat a big bacon cheeseburger, you're gonna feel like absolute garbage. But if you don't still, you know, moderation every once in a while, doesn't oh, really affect you as much. I love it, a bacon delicious. cheeseburger. Me too. Jeremy, okay, tangent. Too. We gotta talk about bacon cheese because I know you're a fan. Oh. So uh Tell me, what's the best bacon cheeseburger you've had at Walt Disney World? Oh, or, or best cheeseburger, or best burger. I mean, best burger is the Lobster Thermidor Burger at Grand Floridian Cafe. Okay. For me. Um, All right. Yeah, that's that's number one. Number two is probably maybe coming in at the Signature Burger at Three Bridges. Number three, that Bison Ooh. Burger at Geyser Point. Listen to you acting um, like you don't have this memorized. This is, know, that, right? this is a list in your head. There used to be the burger at Hollywood uh brown derby that is no longer on the menu mm. that was probably a number four um i really like the steakhouse 71 burger but i it's not 
it's not the same as other burger. It's a very different style of burger. It's a smash you know I mean? burger. Yeah. It's and, a and you're not burger. getting that at the other places. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's Disney's got actually the one at uh, STK is was very delicious. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Had that for lunch. Pretty good price. They got some good lunch specials, but that lobster Thermidor burger, man, that thing was good. And the, so the day we got it, uh, we were with Rhonda's parents, and we were doing kind of like a brunch on a Sunday. We were staying over at Fort Wilderness, and it was during a time period um, where I spent about six months eating at Disney, all uh, either vegan or vegetarian. Uh, just for research purposes. Mm -hmm. So any chance I got, I got vegan vegetarian and I took notes and then we did a whole episode about like, you know, the whole experience. So of course we sit down for that one. I get an impossible burger. Um, and then Ronnie gets the lobster Thermidor burger. So I've never gotten to enjoy an entire one to myself. <laughs> and I've not been back since, and I need to go like just by myself and just hover in a corner and, and just eat it all by myself with it nobody is. interrupting. It's, it's it, what we call research. Stephanie. You're, you're a podcaster. You're a blogger. Oh, throw it we, research. we do this stuff for research. Yeah. And uh, we've got, a, we got a shout out for deluxe burger. They, yes. and they do, they do absolutely have some good burgers. Excellent burgers. Uh, um, I, okay. So I'd heard such good things about the lobster Thermidor burger. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, and I hadn't had it and I wanted it so bad, but I just don't often find myself at the grand Floridian cafe. But on uh, a recent trip, Lewis and Val came into town. They stayed at the Grand Floridian. They invited us Ooh. over, uh, May and I, to go have lunch. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to get the lobster Thermidor burger. Actually, it was brunch, which surprisingly, I didn't go with brunch food because I was like, I've got to get the lobster Thermidor burger. I just have yeah. to. Yeah. How often am I, am I going to be here? So I did. And I will say I liked it. I, I would put it for me. It's probably top five. It's not my favorite, but mm -hmm. I would say that. For me, there's two. It's either that, and I haven't had the I haven't had the one from Three Bridges. I hear great things, so I've I've never even been to Three Bridges, Jeremy. How, why have you not taken me to Three Bridges? Right. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you're even the host, and I'm like, this is over. take you there. I have to take you there. I will take you there, and I will show you the ways of all Three Bridges. I, I want to go there. I want to go to the Dahlia Lounge. Like I'm missing out oh, on so yeah. much. We need a whole. We need just a Coronado night. We'll just. We'll yeah, we'll we'll hop all over Coronado. All right. So Thermidor Burger, what so what okay. did you think overall? Well, I, I liked it again. And it's I just I'd put it <laughs> sorry, landed with the Jeff Bridges burger. Um I I'd put it like top five, like I said. Now for me, the ones that I've had, I loved the Steakhouse 71 burger. Again, it is different. It's greasier. I mean, it's a smash burger, so it is a different kind of thing, but I I don't know. It really maybe on the day that I had it, it really scratched the itch of what I was looking for that day because it just yeah. hit the spot and it was so good. You know, you bite into that thing and you're like, this is like clogging my arteries immediately and it is delicious. Um, but it was so good. But I would put the bison burger from Geyser Point up there um, like hand in hand, like those two for me are two of the best. I will say um, I've enjoyed the burgers I've had from Deluxe Burger, which is interesting because it's like you you put that up against like the signature burgers that you can get around property. And I'd mm -hmm. say they're, they're up there. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with those burgers. Agreed. So I want to say, um, you know, cosmic rays frequently has holiday themed burgers or like whatever the seasonal burgers are. I, I typically like your, your typical burger from cosmic rays. And by the way, I don't know what's going on with sunny eclipse right now, but can we just maybe have a moment of silence for sunny eclipse? And thank you. Um, I don't know where he is or what's going on with him, but I miss him terribly. 
Um, and but but the burgers there are your they're they're going to be your uh, run of the mill theme park burger. You know, it, it it almost tastes like a cafeteria burger. It's nothing special. However, I've had a couple seasonal burgers from there that I have really liked. And oh, yeah. one, yeah, one of them. Well, oh, hey, John. Hey, John, checking in from your break. Good to see you. Um, but, uh, oh, he's saying Sonny's on break. Um, but I think it was like the Mickey Mouse uh, birthday burger celebration burger or something that had the it had the spicy Cheetos mm-hmm. on it. It was great. I thought it was really good. Um, I think for Halloween a couple years ago, they had a Lotso burger that had this like spicy strawberry jam on it. That was yes. good too. There, there've been a couple that I feel like the specialty ones have been, they've been, they've been good enough, you know? Yeah. Well, when they, that's one of the locations, Cosmic Rays, that when you had the full out kind of pre COVID, um, toppings bar, it, it made such a difference. Like I'm mm-hmm. the type, like. Uh, they're bubble burgers right pretty much it's a bubble burger yeah go buy them at your freezer and Publix right now and the burger itself is fine it's all dependent on what you put on top of it yeah steakhouse 71 burger like it comes down to the meat like you taste it and you're like that is what like burger meat should taste like don't put anything else on it it doesn't need a bunch of condiments and stuff messing up this delicious meat yeah i think the cosmic ray style is a little different um, I will throw into the ring from Universal though Halloween Horror Nights the Chucky Burger because that <laughs> blew my mind. Well, that was it, that was that was called like the Good Boy Burger or something? Yeah, like, Good Guy Burger. Good Guy Burger. Yeah, donut bun, uh, jalapenos, cheese sauce. Um, I think it had pork belly on it. Whoa! Um, just an absolute mess. Of it, a, of it a, looked like yeah, a mess. Artery clogging burger. And I loved everything about it. I was shocked. I'll tell you what, that that probably would have hit the spot for me on my birthday night because I needed sustenance. That's, that's when I ate it. Was I think I might have had it in my hand when I ran into you <laughs> and I was with Kaylin and we were going to find a quiet spot so I could just shove this thing in my food. Oh, hole. That, that's why your hands were covered me. in grease and cheese when you, when that, you were shaking. Oh, no, that was a whole different reason. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that thing was shockingly good. And we made it at home one time. Oh, wow. Uh, just to like see if we could. And it was still pretty dang good not gonna lie yeah hey, marissa's throwing out a vote saying the best burger item at mk is the cheeseburger spring roll you you may not be wrong honestly i i at, at least at mk i i don't know what would compete with it however in my opinion the pizza spring rolls are better but that's just me i'd agree, I'd agree. what if no? you could make your own what if you could invent your own spring roll spring there? roll oh yeah, is there like something you'd think of oh i okay well this just came to mind uh, have have they done a buffalo chicken spring roll? I feel like they did. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I believe All it was right. very short lived. I so I think that was there. But here's what I want. I would love to have a like. Um, it, I know it's going to be similar, but considering that a spring roll is sort of like an Asian kind of a thing, give me a General So's chicken spring Ooh, roll. Yeah, and give me some like soy that. sauce on top of there. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I would do that. I'm. I, that's my. Have they ever done a Philly cheesesteak one there? They did. Yeah. Okay. I think I missed that one. That'd be yeah. what I would want. Yeah, they did. I tried it. It was it was good. It was I mean, if you're a Philly cheesesteak fan, it, it's I I don't know that the that it necessarily compared to like a good Philly cheesesteak, but but yeah. it was it was all right. Yeah. I um I was really happy though to find out that if you go to like the dessert party at Magic Kingdom that they put out the cheeseburger spring rolls. Really? I, 
Oh yeah, there's like a few uh, savory items that they'll put out at the dessert parties because I guess you know probably not everybody wants to just gorge themselves on cheesecake and all that kind. I don't know who those people are, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they do. They'll put out a few things, and and at least the one that I went to, the cheeseburger spring rolls were out. You could have as many as you wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I I, I do wish that they would have some sort of savory event like that though they, they mm. kind of did during um mickey's not so scary when they did the was it the corel deville was it that who they did it after at um tony's town square oh yeah yeah that was pretty right. much all savory yeah, like they had right. ravioli and pizza and like and we went and it was actually pretty enjoyable um because i like sweets but i can't yeah I'm, i can't eat them for like four hours straight on end but i can eat some hors d'oeuvres for like all day long so yeah. if they would do something like that I'd, I'd buy into those parties all the time yeah that sounds really good landon throwing out nashville hot chicken spring roll oh that's a great idea that is fantastic yeah um, that. yeah definitely uh, marissa was saying she'll die on the hill that the cheeseburger spring rolls need hot mustard that would be good they to me they have like a little bit of a mustard flavor to them but maybe i'm i don't know if that's just my head putting it in there um see so i'll throw it out there that's why i don't care for them um is because i don't like mustard and i don't like pickles and they have a hint have pickles. of them yeah for me so i make them at home without those okay um but it's shocking in the in the at home recipe it's not like you make it and you mix um ketchup into like the meat mixture with like mm -hmm. onions and the cheese and it just gives this whole new flavor as opposed to if you made it without that and then just say dipped it in ketchup well, it sounds oh, almost no. like you're making a meatloaf. <laughs> yes, there we go. Meatloaf spring rolls. That's, meatloaf that's, spring that's rolls. what I'm bringing you. Just a be... big, dense hunk of yeah, meat inside of a wonton. Let's go. Meat in a wonton. I'm down. Just give uh, me the meat. There we go. We have yeah. the meat. What is this, Arby's? Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, Arby's, if you want to sponsor the Main Street 16 Challenge. Let's do it. Um, I wanted to and but that's my clunky segue to getting back to talking about this because... I, I wanted I I really want to get to this concept of four parks, 16 rides when you are under the restriction of only being able to park hop after 2 p.m. Jeremy, oh. this sounds like an impossible task. How in the world did you do it? So um, running over real quick, the, the 16 rides that are selected. So we basically, much like a March Madness, put them in different pods at each park um based on the you know level of ride you know you're you're not going to have all the e-ticket rides get selected you, we can't have it that way so you got to get only kind of one of those so we basically break it down um to make it a little more doable and that was my whole thing and gary came up with this idea i said um you know every ride challenge is cool and some of these challenges are cool but for i think the average person they seem um you know overwhelming yeah, yeah, and yeah. overwhelming. And and, yeah. and I was like, I want to do something that is both challenging, but somebody could sit back and go, I think I could do that. And so that's where this all came from. So when we went down and we about we only select the rides about two weeks prior. Um, so so teams that are participating have about two weeks to start to game plan in their head what they want to do. Uh, they do have the ability, if they would like, to purchase Genie Plus or individual lightning lanes. Mm -hmm. Um, you cannot use any sort of special service you can't use you know a vip tour or any sort of special favors um from cast members which actually came up during our run and we had to turn it down oh. uh, after they learned what we were doing a cast member offered additional basically return times and we're like well, we can't do that 
um, which was super cool of them. But so just going through real quick, what we came down to was Magic Kingdom. We had Jungle Cruise, Space Ranger Spin, Astro Orbiter, and Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. Over at Epcot was Frozen Ever After, Mission Space, uh, Journey into Imagination, and Grand Fiesta Tour. Okay. Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog Dash, Tower of Terror, Toy Story Mania, and Alien Swirling Saucers. Okay. And then Animal Kingdom was Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Navi River Journey, and Expedition Everest. Okay. So some of the things that start to come into mind are, um, are you staying on property or off? And you're going to purchase an individual lightning lane. You know, when are you able to purchase it? Um, what maybe is the best park and ride to rope drop? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but that 2 p.m. park time. It's a killer. Because it's a killer. You, you want to get to your first park as soon as possible to potentially rope drop that e-ticket ride so you yep. don't have to buy an individual lightning lane. But most all of our teams last year and this year are done around 10 a.m., you know, at whatever first park they choose. Um, Now, in our scenario, we went ahead, met up with you, hung out for a little bit, and then skylined Bar Riva, had an old fashioned. I ate a pizza and we waited for, you know, about 130 to get over to Epcot. I I gotta tell you, by the way, next year, can I can I suggest that maybe there be like a square in the middle of the four parks? It's like have a drink with Justin Monorail. And if you do that, it's like a bonus achievement. That's actually something that we're playing around with the ideas of are these kind of bonus and side challenges. And one of the things that Rhonda and I think want to do next year is is not race. Um, We would still like to do the 16 rides, but we want to make it more about these side challenges for money. Uh, Mm -hmm. We within 24 hours hours on some different little just you know whatever kooky side challenges raised like another 1500 or so um one of those was that if we raised over 500 dollars before friday night ended i would eat a pickle and we hit about six or seven hundred and so i had to eat a pickle and it was awful Mm. um we raised it was oh so bad uh ronda's in the corner just dying just just barreled over last sure she loved it <laughs> she did. um yeah we raised like an extra 200 on thursday evening if me and my buddy would jump in the the pool which was freezing cold to me and then um yeah saturday we raised another i think close to 400 uh because Rhonda hates astro orbiter um just kind of makes her sick but she was like i'll ride it you know if we hit 250 dollars by the time we get there and it was like 400 so that was fun but it's you know it's honestly a lot of if you're going to get genie plus and not every team used it, we actually had a team finish and did not use genie plus or individual lightning lane, which yeah, I think is super crazy. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of just stacking like, you know, um, <clears throat> when do we want to pull a return time for a lightning lane through genie plus for maybe our last park, you know, can we do it now knowing that we can still stack another one we can modify now. So <clears throat> Gary was on our team and was really like the brains behind the whole thing, but it, it works out. We had uh, 10 teams race this year. We had eight complete all 16 rides. Um, first team that won, uh, they were done by 7.12 p.m. Oh, wow. Second place was done at 7.43. And then this was just crazy because it shows how close it can get. And you basically finish um, when you finish the last park and you exit it and take a photo out front of your team. That's your that's your cutoff time. And then our third place was 7.52, and fourth place was only one minute behind them. Wow. And within, yeah. like, all the other teams that completed it, it was within minutes for every last one of them. And so it was it was really interesting. But that lull between 
your opening part. And you could certainly show up at your first park at noon if you wanted and try and do all four in two hours if you can, you know, make a strategy out of it. Um, we didn't have anybody try that. Everybody, we were up at 6 a.m. and we were catching an Uber by 6.30 to get over to Hollywood Studios pretty much because we were like, Slinky Dog Dash, we're going to rope drop it. We're not going to try and lightning lane it. And then we get over there and they're like, yeah, this is not going to open at 8 a.m. By the way, we're having issues. Oh, my God. Then at that point, you go, all right, well, now what? So we walked over to Midway Mania and we did that. And then again, your whole plan changes um, kind of as you go along. But it's it's a blast. And like it was the first time Rhonda had ever ever done all four parks in one day. Um, Yeah, that's a nice achievement. It is. It is. And, And there's something about it like there's. It's neat because we did it in a way too. We basically had a team that was back um, first at the hotel in the morning and, and they had an iPad and they had a spreadsheet and everybody was basically texting them their ride photos um, at the time that they were taking them and their tracking score and their whatever. And they're keeping updates throughout the first two, three parks just to get people real competitive. But then we kind of shut it off because we also don't want to go, oh, Justin's team just finished. Um, and, and so we're not going to. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you finish, just say third, well, we're not going to. So we kind of kept it up literally until the next day, Sunday morning, we went to Everglazed for breakfast and like an award ceremony. And that's when we gave the final, like, here's who won and here are their times so that people didn't know. But um, everybody gets a T-shirt like we were mentioning that they get to ruin with their cheapo permanent marker <laughs> that is not permanent. And so it's cool, too, because you're going through and cast members will be like, wait, didn't I just see a bunch of these T-shirts? And you go, yeah, that's there's right. what we're doing. And uh, one other thing we did that was new this year is um, um, I asked Omar uh, about two days before. I said, uh, do you have a, a list of wish kids? You know, and um, he's like, yeah, he said, I'll, I'll get you over a list. And so sends me a list. And it was just the ones that were there that week. And it was like 70 of them. Which is absolutely incredible. And I went to Disney Springs, me and Rhonda and a few of our friends had all met up on Thursday and went to the guest services. And I was like, I got a really weird request, but here's what we're doing. Said. Um, can, how many I'm celebrating buttons can you give me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, let me go look. And we watch her and she goes in the cabinet and she just starts dumping them in there. And so we sat that night, a group of us and, and shout out to um, our friend, Amy, who's kind of one of the helpers and leaders of this whole thing too. And keeping score, she went and wrote a kid's name on every single one. So it was, you know, I'm celebrating Kevin. I'm celebrating, you know, Eileen, whoever. And then we gave one to every single person participating. And that drummed up more conversation about Give Kids the World than we could have imagined. I mean, just people, cast members nonstop. Oh, what are we celebrating today? You know, I'm like, well, I'm celebrating Kevin. He's a wish kid. Here's what we're doing. Um, you know, we had some information we could hand out to him if we needed to in the form of like a little card. Um, and yeah, just again, to try and drive more, you know, eyes on the website and to Give Kids the World and hopefully more donations. So that part was just super duper cool. To, to have this and it, it really like formed this special i think connection um between everybody that was doing it so it's just it's such a cool thing like i uh, just yeah I, i'm just so happy that it was so successful and hopefully we can just keep doing this for as long as we can keep doing it if i can keep riding 16 rides i'll keep doing it man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you just gotta try to outdo yourself next time right yeah. you you add to it you you learn some lessons every time you do it and you just try to improve it um, yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I just think, I mean, coming up with the idea to try to do like a four part, four park challenge in, in the age right now where you are limited of uh, when you can actually transition between parks is 
that's even more daunting, you know, and, um, but I, I think you did a good job picking rides. I, I, um, I was interested when I saw the, the part, the, the ride list, I was like, okay, okay. Now, now the question is, let's say a ride was like down for the day. Would everybody just get like credit? It's like a free space. Um, I'll be honest. And uh, if Gary's going to be listening and he's going to kill me, cause I can't remember the exact rule. I believe we swap it out for one. I can't remember. So that's awful that <laughs> you're supposed to be the rule master. I, I was supposed to, he came up with, with most of the rules. Um, we have not had that situation though. So it's probably why I don't know the exact rule. Um, so yeah, okay. there's a little bit of that, but well, you've been, um, you've been lucky. You didn't yeah, put rise yeah. on the list. Although frozen frozen's on there and we know that one breaks down yes. well I, so i did not mention this part which is a major part um from each of the pods they are selected at random through a lottery like powerball system oh. so so for example uh and i can't remember the exact pod but at hollywood studios you could have just a slinky dog dash and rise of the resistance but we're going to basically pull that little lottery ball out and that's going to be the selection so that's the whole reason for example we ended up with because we wouldn't purposely pick I mean, Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, and Alan Swirling Saucers, that's not that's not too rough when you're in one spot. You right. know what I mean? It, they're in Toy Story land. So, But that yeah. was just the luck of the draw. Um, we've had Astro Orbiter two years in a row. Like We may decide that next year we retire a ride if it's been mm. selected more than once. So we're constantly trying to you know make it as challenging and as fun as we can um, by changing it up each year. So Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we got a question from Donna and she was asking, do you change rides every year? So the answer is yes, you do. You've yes. got, you've got yeah. this system of, uh, of picking out at random. Um, one thing that might be fun is to add just like individual, like you could almost do like superlatives. I don't, I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure why I'm telling you how to do your event. No, but, I love it. we'll take all ideas, but like, it would be cool if like, for example, it, let's say Lewis wanted to participate, his team wanted to participate, but he decided I'm going to just, I'm doing it, but I'm just going to ride Everest a hundred times today. Cause that's what I do. So like his, his super, superlative would be, you know, most rides on a single attraction. Lewis rode Everest a hundred times yesterday and yeah. you know, some sort of like it's, he gets a gold star, um, it. you know, just things like that. It'd be fun to throw some things like that in. Um, and I'm thinking there, there's probably a way you can do that. That would encourage people. Cause like you said, once the first team finishes, maybe other people or the first three or whatever people are like well we don't have to finish i'm sure there are other things that you could you know add on yeah. you know uh, that would encourage people to like keep going yeah um, and, and i love that because we had you know like last year for example you get some teams that started it's the first time we did it you know they get halfway through their second park and they're like this just isn't for me uh -huh. but we don't want them to not feel a, a part of it for the rest of the day so i love that idea of there being uh, yeah some other superlatives or side challenges or things that they could do um or if they don't want to do the rides at all it's you know it's yeah, I mean, maybe it's hit four locations in each park to do something that is, you know, food or beverage related or a, you know, a, yeah, drink around the world challenge at World Showcase. So I think we're going to look at integrating and weaving some other ideas through it. So, yeah, I love that idea. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I right now I'm brainstorming, man. I'm thinking like, oh, you could add like a signature snack in each location, mm -hmm. you know, little things like that. Just like you said, like adding in little additional achievements that well that's, that's one too that we had kind of debated was doing something more on potentially a point system as opposed to a finish time system because there's some things that can happen there like we were going from animal kingdom to magic kingdom well the best bet there based on what was going to pop up was for us to take a bus to contemporary 
and walk over to Magic Kingdom. Yet that bus also had to stop at um, shoot. What was it? Polly, I think, mm-hmm. you know, so so it took us 40 minutes to get over there. Whereas, you know, it could take somebody less. So it'd be neat to have a point system where you almost are. You're almost like betting points where you go, all right, we could either be the fastest or we could try and do some other things that are in bonus points to make us. Oh, number yeah. one. So it's like, there's so many cool yeah, things that we can do. Yeah. Um, I it just, unfortunately it's always got to tie the number 16 to it because that's what we came up with. And I bought a URL and we got a cool logo. So well, I, I mean, it can always, have to stick around. There, well, that's the six. It can always be the 16 rides, but you know, then you just yeah. got to add the other stuff into it. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're welcome by the way that I've taken over production of your, uh, right. Hey man, of your event. <laughs> every idea is an awesome idea and we welcome any and all ideas. Um, Donna wants to know, are, are participants allowed to use minivan or lift? Yes, you are. Um, The one thing that we asked short of getting to your first park before you start or leaving your last park when it's all over was that you did not use personal transportation um, only because it could be an unfair advantage to somebody that had to fly in and does not have a car or rental car on property. Um, We have debated next year. Do we want to look at, um, you know, maybe stripping the opportunity to use something like that where you could only use like free Disney transportation. So your monorails, your boats, your, bu- your buses, your, um, what am I missing? Skyliner. So that's another thing we've thrown around. Same, same idea with genie plus and individual lightning lanes. You know, um, there's going to be teams that don't want to spend that extra money because they've spent a ton to fly there and get a room. And, right. uh, we had one team in, who's incredible and they were like, we decided not to use Genie Plus or Individual Lightning Lane or anything extra paid because instead we gave all that money to give kids the world instead of spending it on, oh. you know, a potential just say first place, which so again, ideas will welcome whatever people think. Um, we're we're yeah, we're up for those. But yeah, this year it was allowed. I'm going to invite me into the to the planning session, please, because I'm I'm, I'm going to start writing down. Like, I've got another idea. Yeah, man. I'm going to write it down right here because I don't want to forget it. But uh love it. Yeah. Next year, we're going to make fifty thousand dollars. I it. say we. <laughs> hey, It's all of us. It's it's every single person that gets involved in any way. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. So would you be able to finish if you don't use a minivan or lift? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, people did, people definitely did Donna. So yeah, uh, we did, we did not, um, we did not use any sort of paid, uh, car service during our, our four parks. The only thing we did is we used a Uber to get to the first park. Um, just because it made the most sense. We were at the Wyndham Lake Buena Vista there outside of Disney Springs. And really our only true option was to get there that way. Um, but even on the way back, we ended up getting a bus to Disney Springs and then walked back to the hotel. So it, it's going to be difficult, though, I think, you know, to have to have competed and completed um, using a paid car service to the folks that that just say end up not using one. But it's a really good strategy at the same time. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's where we'll think about it in the future. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, why did you decide to start your team? Why did you decide to start with Hollywood Studios? Uh, it was the same thing we did last year. Oddly enough, there were five teams last year, and all five started at Hollywood Studios. And a lot of that was around the idea this year of, of Slinky Dog Dash. Um, we ended up purchasing an individual lightning lane for Flight of Passage. Okay. Uh, we were able to utilize Genie Plus and really stack lightning lanes and modify them for a lot of the other rides. 
And in my mind, I was also like, well, that's a quick Skyliner ride over to Bar Riva. So that works into a little <laughs> bit of my well, strategy as well. So, yeah, I'm not going to hate on that at all. Like, yeah, man, Skyliner to Bar Riva sounds pretty good right now. Um, because that was the question, right? So I'm looking at the list of the rides and I'm thinking flight of passage to me. If, if you're just looking at this, seems like the obvious. We probably got to start with that one. Yeah, uh, but, but I guess you also it started with that. Like yeah. that really switched it up and went with Animal Kingdom. In fact, the winning team did start at Animal Kingdom, so their strategy proved very well. I'm just saying. Yep. Yep. Also, Animal Kingdom's the best park. Why not start out with the best Correct. park? Correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then like you see, you can't park hop to park hop until two. So you might as well get the rides done, and then get in Nomad Lounge to spend yes. the rest of that time before you can get Perfect. Out of the park. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. That's my that's my spot. Um, okay. So where did you end up? What was your last park of the night? Magic Kingdom. Now, did they have the, like the longest hours that day or that was just, yes. okay. yeah. And, and, and that's where it makes sense to end in Magic Kingdom. I think every team might have ended there. Um, and I can even tell you once we got like, it, it's really crazy. Cause you ask, how do you do this <clears throat> after 2 PM? Right. And I'll just run through real quick. Um, based on on what we did we did figment at 2 11 p.m we did mission space at 2 37 p.m grand fest fiesta at 2 59 p.m we did frozen at 3 10 with a lightning lane mm -hmm. we were at animal kingdom by 4 p.m we did a single rider which is allowed but everybody in your team needs to utilize single rider um for everest we did that at 4 30 we had a lightning lane for dinosaur at 4 50 lightning lane for navi at 509 we got held up because our lightning, our individual lightning lane for flight of passage was not till 558. So we kind of had to just twiddle our thumbs for a little bit there. Um, bus took us forever to get over to Contemporary, and we basically arrived there at 640. Um, we snagged uh, throughout the day and just repeating um, Little Little Mermaid at 716 with the lightning lane, Buzz Lightyear at 730 with the lightning lane. Uh, you got to do standby for Astro. They don't provide lightning lane at 805, and then Jungle Cruise at 820. Three, uh, with the lightning lane. Yeah. So it is crazy how in those basically six hours, we did twelve of the rides. Three parks. That's what most teams did three parks, twelve rides. Yeah, basically in that six-hour period. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, that's nuts. Marissa would like to know if DAS would be allowed. Yes, yes, it is. And and here is our uh, ask and requirement for DAS is that. Um, you use it in the way it's intended that in the sense that you don't do anything else during the window that you're waiting mm. for that return time. So if yep, you went and we ask that you 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 book the DAS at the front of that ride. I know you can do it through the app now. Um, so Tower of Terror, we would ask that you don't get off of Slinky Dog Dash and immediately go into My Disney Experience and book a Tower of Terror. You actually walk the Tower of Terror. You book it. If that return time is one hour later, you're waiting one hour shopping, it's getting like something, being eat, get something to eat. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, not that you go, all right, I got my Tower of Terror. It's an hour return. Um, you know, Alien Swirling Saucers is only a 15-minute wait. We're going to run over there and do that, then come back to the Tower. Gotcha. So that was the only rule that we kind of asked that you didn't take advantage of it. But you could certainly use DAS in conjunction with Genie Plus Individual Lightning Lane as long as you're kind of following those rules. Question yeah. from Donna, how many to a team? Uh, we were, we, we didn't really have a cap, but it was always four or under. We did have a solo, uh, challenger this year. Um, Han solo. Yes. He just wrote smuggler run. We didn't even end up in galaxy's edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could, you know, four is, 
four is fun. I mean, honestly, like, but you could certainly, we had a, we had a mom and daughter team of two uh, that completed all of them. So that was awesome. But yeah, anywhere from one to four uh, is what we saw this year. Um, But you could certainly do more if you wanted to just, I feel like it might make it a little more challenging if you do. I think it would. Yeah. Four four is good because pretty much every group of four can get on a ride vehicle. So like, yeah. I think I think that's a solid number there. But yeah, I, I almost wonder you said people can you can use single rider lines. Yes, correct. If they're available. OK, yep. as long as everybody rides it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not just one person running up there. Like I'm trying to remember if we ended up. I think we all ended up in one train, though, on Everest. So but, so it okay. definitely was to our advantage because if if the numbers aren't adding up or just say rock and roller coaster, if that was selected, you could get stuck on three different. Yeah. trains four different trains like yeah. and it would take significantly longer maybe i gotta um, tell you the single rider for rock and roller coaster is trash i will it's never nice. recommend doing that i yeah. i feel like it takes longer than the standby line but do you know how they handle it hmm. so every other single rider and, and unless this has changed and i could be wrong for example everest is one single rider to every odd group yeah so three people show up single rider then there's two people, two people, another three show up, single rider. Yeah. Rock and roller coaster um, is looking for overall odd numbers to come in. So a lot of times what they'll do is they'll say, how many? Three. How many in the next party? Three. Okay. Both groups get on. That makes six. No mm. single rider. So okay. they're looking for um, how many? Three. Oh, how many? Four. That's seven. And then they'll go, oh, single rider makes eight. So they do it a different way there for some reason that I've noticed that it definitely takes a lot longer for the single rider line. Yeah, I don't get that. I Well, yeah. and two, I've I've found if we're hopping to Universal, which, by the way, that'd be a whole new challenge. Try oh, to we, talked about, we talked about six parks. <laughs> yeah, six parks one day. Yep. Um, but like Velocicoaster, the single rider yeah. is not that effective. Yeah, I, I don't think like yep. I, I've done it a couple of times and it seems to me to take just about as long as standby. Um where I think it's the most effective is test track. I think that's the one of yeah. the best. And Everest is good too. Everest is pretty effective, but you like test track is good. You don't design and test track a single rider, correct? You don't. You don't design your car. That's the that's the huge advantage. Yeah. I would give but, anything to have a bypass to not have to make that stupid car every time I want to ride test track. But also the ride vehicles are six and each row yeah. is three. So like it just you makes sense. Paired up. Yep. Yeah. That you're that you're gonna have like holes to fill in. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I think it's really fun to think about. I've, I've thought in the past about like, could I do parkeology? I, yeah. it is something that's so tempting to me. Yeah. I mean, obviously you couldn't do it now. Um, you, you they'd have to eliminate the 2 PM yep. uh, rule, but is that something, would you try parkeology? Yeah. But, but again, I'd want to do it like, yeah, a day you and I go, Hey, we're going to do it. Like we're going to hang out and we're going to go do this thing. Uh, but I agree the 2 p.m. And, and everything else makes it pretty difficult. Um, and, and and that'll change everything next year. You know, we may decide um, 16 rides is still pretty challenging when you have a 2 p.m. park time or yeah. hop. But if all of a sudden next year they say there's no hop or it's 11 a.m. like they just did in Disneyland, that changes things. 16 rides could finish up at 3 p.m. And then that doesn't seem as challenging. So that's where we might have to implement you know, yeah, side challenges and points and, and extra bonuses just to keep people kind of going longer. And not that we're trying to run people ragged, but again, we want this to be like, I love that eight out of 10, 10 teams completed it. 
But at the same time, it'd be weird if you ended up having 20 teams compete and all 20 finish it by 2 p.m. And you're like, oh, well, wasn't really a challenge, was it? You know? Right. So that's one of the things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I I, I don't I don't know that it's necessarily a totally bad thing to make it. You know, you want it to be achievable, which I think obviously it is. Um, But like, yeah, you don't want it to be overly easy either. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I. I'm I'm hoping I think at some point that 2 p.m. rule either gets relaxed a little bit yeah. to maybe earlier or goes away. But um, but, yeah, that'd be interesting to see the effect it has on your on your event. If that yeah. does happen, just, just give me just give us noon at least like noon park hop, I think would be fine. Like, by the way, I know it's already been said, but I was too interested in the conversation. Um, so oh. there we go. It's the word. Park hop. (laughs) I was too locked up in that. I couldn't help myself. I love it. So interested. So, Jeremy. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. Cheers to the Main Street 16 event. Very proud of you and all of the competitors, whether they finished or not. Thank you. But Blackberry Moonshine. Here we go. There it goes. I do love that moonshine sour over there in the American Pavilion. That thing is good. I found out recently. Pretty simple to make. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got to make that at home when I'm having my little little fancy beverage with my big giant square ice cubes, which I did buy. We bought the molds that do the big square ice cubes just to really get fancy with the old fashioned. Nice. Um. So all right. That's enough of that. Um. So one of my Christmas presents this year. And I guess she's not hanging out because usually she's chatting. But uh, from the girlfriend, she bought me Darth Vader helmet ice molds. Oh, I love that for my for my old fashions. So now, my now my old fashions, yeah, they come from the dark side. They've got to make a Death Star one, right? I think there is. Yeah, Ooh. I feel like I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, but the Darth Vader molds are pretty cool. I mine awesome. are not. They're not clear. You know, no. I'm. I don't boil my water and make clear no. ice. No. In, in fact, I'm still using just like regular, uh, what Maricino cherries, because I can't bring myself to pay like $30 for that tiny jar of the Luxardo, Luxardo. Um, well, yeah, cocktail cherries. I just, well, that's one thing I learned it. my lesson on. I actually have to have those in the house. Those are the only acceptable oh, cherries. So good. I know it was fun. <laughs> we went, um, uh, was it new? I think it was new year's Eve. Uh, went to our friend's house and she was making jello shots and they needed cherries. Well, she was in the liquor section of the, or I should say the beer and wine section at Publix, and she saw those cherries and was like, wow, these are really expensive. I had no idea. Those are not the cherries she needed for these little jello shots. <laughs> but there she put one on top. They ended up being like, yeah, like $6 jello shots each because she didn't get the $2.99 <laughs> little Sunday cherries. Um, so I thought that was funny. Yeah. Luxur- luxurious jello shots. That's really funny. Oh, so good, though. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, we have come up on an hour. Actually, we're right at an hour now. Gosh. I'm I, it, unbelievable. Time flies when you're having fun, does, my man. It does. Um, so as we wrap up here, first, I want to say thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had a great time chatting with me you. We, we will definitely do this again. Yes, sir. But until thank then, you. where is it that people can find you on the interwebs? Well, first and most important is uh, go to the Give Kids the World site. Um, and, and just donate. They're doing stuff all year. You don't have to donate to our challenge. There's always stuff going on. Just support, share, whatever you can. 
Uh, if you get a chance, if you're near there to volunteer or something, please do. Uh, absolutely incredible organization. Um, next, you can check out MainStreet16.com. Uh, we will be making an announcement on next year's event very, very soon, at least for the weekend, so people can start planning. And then if you want to listen to our little podcast, which is the most least important thing of the night, uh, you can go to MainSTMagic.com or find us on all of the uh, podcast feeds. Nice. So check us out. We do two episodes a week. Um, it's everything from reviews to just, yeah, top 10 lists and all kinds of topics and, and you know, best burgers on property, things like that. <laughs> and normally I'm joined by my very lovely wife, Rhonda, who's the real rock star of this whole thing. So, um, yeah, check us out. We'd love it. Yeah, you you, you both are wonderful folks. I, I'm very honored to be able to, to call you friends. You too, my friend. Happy that I got to spend a little time with you right in the middle of the challenge at Hollywood right. Studios on Saturday. Um, if folks wanted to give to get, give kids the world and actually like contribute to the Main Street 16 effort, do you like is that your URL still active? Is that something yes. they can do? Yeah, MainStreet16.com will be active all year. It's kind of a shell of a landing page right now, but the donation link is still up there and our donation page is still open. Um, so we'll certainly be accepting uh, more of those and then we'll kind of reactivate it um, through, you know, through the year. Once we announce the official weekend, we'll probably start a new page, but there'll always be a donation link on that page. So that money can go to give kids the world. And honestly, I know it's so cliche, like for the price of a cup of coffee, but honestly, it's true. Um, we found out it's about $7,000 for each wish that is granted uh, for a family to spend the whole week down there in central Florida and, and do everything that they get to do. So literally, though, every dollar does count. Um, and if you if you can't give, which is totally understandable, uh, just share it. Share it on your social media. Share it with your friends, family, whatever. Um, and, and, and maybe they can actually, you know, give monetarily. But that's not required. Uh, we just want to really let people know about this organization and just, yeah, promote it in any way they can. So and, and this is huge. Like, thank you for having me on to talk about give kids the world and all of this um because yeah we could easily get on and just talk about burgers and drinks and stuff and we'd have an absolute blast but for for them to be the highlight of this means a, a lot so thank you very much for that justin absolutely happy to do it and uh, i'm now going to send you back to the green room jeremy so hang out there and we'll have a little chat post show but Bye, thank you so much once again and tell Rhonda, mwah, send her my love i sure will I think that's my cue. I think I can hear that beautiful music that gets me a copyright strike every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of the Passholder Lounge tonight. For those of you in the chat, I am unbelievable, unbelievably grateful for you. Thanks for joining live. Thanks for participating. Again, you all look great. You're doing great. You're losing weight. I'm proud of you. You're sticking to your New Year's resolutions. And you know what? You inspire me every single day. And Jeremy inspires me. And Rhonda inspires me. And, and I'm just an inspired you-know-what. But I'm inspired to come back here next week and do this one more time. So, if you would like to join, until then, if you'd like to join in some conversations, hang out with the crew, you can do that. We have a Facebook page. It's 
The Passholder Lounge on Facebook. We also have a Discord that I will share the link in the Facebook. So you've got a face, a fresh one there. I'll, I'll update my link tree so you can get to it. And I'm just telling you, we're having a great time. The, the community's growing. You're all part of the Monorail family. Hashtag Monorail fam forever. And I love you all so much. I hope you have a great week. I hope you come back next week because I'm going to save you a seat right here in the Passholder Lounge. And until then, cheers, friends. Have a good night. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again.